Welcome to Mishnah study. We're up to Masachat Pe'ah, Perek Dalet, Mishnah Tet. Over here, we're going to speak about reserving Pe'ah for a poor person. Right? If someone sees Pe'ah in the field um, and he wants to go, say, I, want to, I want to save this for so-and-so. Is he allowed to do so? So let's see. Mishnah Likret et Pe'ah, Ve'amar, Hareze le'ish peloni ani. So, firstly, if someone gathered Pe'ah and he says, I am saving this for so and so Ani, he's saving for a specific Ani. He knows someone who's poor, he wants to reserve it for him. Bibiliezer says it counts, right? And he merited, he acquired it for this Ani. And Chamim say, no, it doesn't work. You need to give that to the first poor person that you come across. Uh, Harambam explained this Mahloket, um, you know, based on the Talmud. And he says that, what, what's the Mahloket over here? So if the person who is trying to reserve it is a poor person himself, then everyone agrees that he could go ahead and acquire it for another Ani, right? Who he knows, right? His friend, he's allowed to do so, right? Because we say, Migo, right? The fact that since he's allowed to acquire for himself, he's allowed to acquire for someone else. But the mahlog between Abilez and Hamim over here, if a person is an Ashir, he's, he's wealthy. Is that wealthy person allowed to reserve Pe'af for an Ani? And over here, Nabili Ezer says, because a wealthy person has the ability and the option to be mafkir. So everything that I own is afkir. It's, it doesn't belong to me anymore. He has the ability to, you know, quote unquote, make himself an ani. And since he has that ability to do so, if he would do that, then he would be an ani. And then he would be allowed to acquire it for someone else. And hachamim say, no, we don't say tre migo. We don't say migo twice. Since he's able to go ahead and um, you know say all oh, my uh, property doesn't belong to me and become an ani, and since he's allowed to reserve for himself in that instance, once he's an ani, then he can reserve for someone else. We don't say migo since twice, and that's the mahloket between the bi'liezer and hachamim. Halacha is not like the bi'liezer; is like hamim that an ashir, a wealthy person. Who wants to, who tries to go ahead and say, I'm going to reserve this path for, uh, you know, so-and-so Ani, it doesn't count. He needs to give it away to the first Ani that he comes across. Now, the second part of the Mishnah speaks about Leket Shihan Pe'ah, right? Those three, of a Goy. So we have a non-Jew, he's living in Eretz Yisrael. Now someone goes and he, you know, the Ani goes and he, he gets these, these foods, right? these, these grain, and he collects it in the Goy's field. What's the status of them? So the the the, the goy himself, the non-Jew, is not obligated to give pe'ah and shikha is not obligated in those mitzvot. So it ends up being that the ani just gathered regular uh, grains in the field. Now there's another mahloket uh, elsewhere, whether a goy has the ability, a non-Jew has the ability to be what we call Mafkia mina ma'asrot, right? Does the goy have the kinyan in Eretz Israel to be mafkia mina ma'asrot? Does the goy have the ability to say, I own land in Eretz Israel 
and any fruit that grows from this land, there won't be any trumot and from it. Halacha is not like that, right? The goy does not have that ability. Even everything that grows in Eretz Israel is obligated in trumot and So the goy doesn't give it if a Jew purchase, purchases from him, that Jew will need to go ahead and separate trumot and So now this goy who gave out leket shicham pe'ah, when he wasn't obligated to do so, he basically gave away regular crops in his field. Those regular crops are hayav and ma'asrat because the goy is not allowed to go ahead and, and he, he doesn't have the ability to say, oh, this is my land and there's no trumot ma'asrat for me. Everything that grows in Eretz Israel is hayav and trumot ma'asrat. So everything that belonged that, 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 that these anim collected, they would be obligated in trumot and ma'asrat if he collected it from a goy. Unless what? Elaim kenifkir. Right, we know Tirumoto Masrot, you don't have to give if something was hefker, if something was ownerless. If the goy said, the Nohri Nanju said, this is an ownerless field and everyone collects it, that's fine. You don't have to give Tirumoto Masrot from that. So I would just I would just point out to, to sum up, you know, Eretz Israel, it's Mahloket Tanaim, but Halakha is that everything that grows in Eretz Israel is obligated in Tirumoto Masrot. And therefore, if an Ani collects from a Nanju's property, even if he thinks that it's leket, the Nanju wanted to give it as leket, it's considered regular fruits, and the, the Ani, whoever collects it, would have to give to do Mote Masrat. I would just point out over here, if you look in the Girsat Harambam, this is Harambam's first version uh, that we have over here. Right? And it's not the halacha. And in the later versions, Harambam actually erased this in halacha, and he's posek that it is halacha. And that's how he is posek also in the Mishneh Torah. He also has a Teshuvah in Pe'er Hador. He has a Shelot and Shuvot, and he speaks about this concept. And he was really, he retracted from this first opinion, and he even corrected it in the Pirusha Mishnah, the version that I'm using over here, that's widely accessible, especially online, uh, has, you know, that it's not halakha, but if you look in the Kapah or some other uh, more accurate versions, they would have fixed it already, and you'll see that halakha is that everything that grows in anti-Israel, even if it belongs to a non-Jew, is hayav in Ma'asrat.